You are an ever-evolving human. You are constantly taking in new information. You are learning new things. Your mindset is shifting. You're getting connected with new people. If you don't give your business permission to evolve alongside of you, resistance is going to grow because this thing that you've created that you're trying to do was put into motion in a previous version of yourself. And if you're not growing that along to where you're at now, that disconnect is going to get greater. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Gather in Growth. I got kicked out of my office. And by office, I mean my dining room table. (laughs) And back to one of the bedrooms. So um, if you've been hanging on the podcast for a while, you know, I used to record in my son's closet. And then we rearranged his room and his toys took over his closet. So I recorded on the floor of his bedroom. And that just got harder and harder the more pregnant I got. So I embrace the fact that the audio is less good at my dining room table where I sit to work, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. But today, today, my beloved shade trees are being taken down in the backyard. (sighs) By the time this episode comes out, this will be old news, but right now I am not okay. We have three massive shade trees that are dying and that are truly at risk of falling on the garage or the dining room or the living room or the bedroom. And my husband has been telling me for years that they need to come down and I have been silently (laughs) weeping for the day that it would happen. And last night he says, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, you know, reading through my schedule for today. I have a mastermind. I have a speaking inquiry. I have a coaching call. I have a podcast interview. I need to record a solo episode. He goes, oh, okay, because the tree service people are coming. So we got to take them down <laughs> now. Anyway, long story short, <sighs> is it a crisis? No, we will plant more trees, but it's just not the same as big, old, beautiful shade trees. So that is the low-key trauma I'm processing today. I'm kidding. It is not. It is not a crisis. But if you know, you know. If anyone has also had to take down some of their big, beautiful backyard trees, shoot me a message. We can commiserate over it together. But that is not the point of this episode today. Today, we are going to be talking about the entrepreneurial spiral. And if you are not an entrepreneur, I am still confident that there are things in this episode that you will connect to if you are a professional in any capacity. But a lot of this is going to uniquely talk to the entrepreneurial small business owner experience. And this has come to be because over the 
last week, 10 days or so, I don't think there's a single entrepreneur that I have talked to that is not actively like in this moment of what am I even doing here? I've got to burn it down. Everything's on fire. Like, why is this so hard? Yada, 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 yada. And if you are an entrepreneur, you are nodding along. Whether you are currently in that moment, you have probably been there at some point. And here's what I know now. Now, I'm about two years into the world of entrepreneurship. And when I very first started this journey, moments or days or weeks like this would really, really throw me for a loop. Because here's the thing about being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is wonderful because you have the capacity to take on your own projects, build your own schedule, make your own freedom, yada, 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 yada. It's wonderful. But it's also really freaking hard because you are the business. And it is impossible to pretend like the business exists without you personally in the middle of it all. I think you know, when I look back at my own life, I'm not going to speak to your own experience, but for me, even though I took so much identity and ownership over my previous careers, and not to say that I didn't get worked up about things or have moments of self-doubt or experience stressful crises in some way in those professions, there was still some element of like showing up to a job and then coming home even though I really took work with me and that was very blurry anyway. But when you are an entrepreneur, you are the business. There is so much that comes back to feelings of your self-worth or your self-doubt or your confidence or your decision-making in a way that makes entrepreneurship, I guess, the times where we're struggling amplified because it is an extension of who we are. But when I think about when these times would come up a couple of years ago compared to now, I have such a different understanding of what this experience looks like. And not to say that those moments are easier, but I can approach them differently. And so that's the conversation we're going to have today is when you are in those moments, days, weeks, where you're like, what is going on here? Why am I doing this? Like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? I'm ready to burn it down. That this episode can help you kind of figure out what's going on and get back. Don't necessarily mean to say on track, but, you know, get back to a place where you feel really good. Because at the very minimum, what I want you to take away from this episode is you are so not alone. You are so not alone. It's so easy to feel like, oh my gosh, everyone else has it all figured out. I am the only person who is struggling. I'm the only person that thinks these thoughts. I'm the only person that doesn't have it together. And I'm going to tell you right now that that is a bold face lie. There is not a single entrepreneur that I have ever talked to that I think would confidently say, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing all the time and I'm confident all of the time and this is also great. Maybe they exist out there, but the people, the very real people that I know who are entrepreneurs, small business owners at any level, whether just starting 
or have been doing it for years, whether you have a hundred followers on Instagram or whether you have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, you are so not alone in what you're experiencing. And so these spiral kind of moments used to really throw me off kilter and make me like question everything. And now when they happen, I can recognize it. I can be like, okay, here's where we're at. This is a normal part of the process. This is cyclical. There are ebbs and flows. There are seasons that feel really confident and aligned. And there are seasons that don't feel like that so much. But there is going to be another side to this. And so now I feel like I approach them from a place of curiosity and trying to understand where it's coming from, why these feelings are coming up, and then what I can actually do to get on the other side of it. So really the first thing to acknowledge is recognizing that that's where you're at instead of drowning in taking this personally and just accepting it for what it is. Oh, right. I remember the last time that this happened. This is a normal part of the process. Every entrepreneur goes through this in some way. And just having the acceptance of it instead of like double shaming yourself about being there in the first place. Isn't that so interesting? I think a lot of us do that in and outside of entrepreneurship. It's like we go through a hard patch, we have a challenge come our way, and then we like automatically shame ourselves for that experience even being brought up or the way that we navigate it. This is hard enough without getting hard on yourself for having a hard time. I was working with a one-on-one coaching client last week and she was in one of these moments and she was like, I'm just trying to prevent myself from going off the deep end. And I was like, but what if we just jumped in the deep end? Like my kids love doing that at the pool. They love going off the diving board. Maybe we, instead of like trying so hard to pretend like it's not happening, what if we just like jump in and swim there for a little bit and then find the ladder and then move on? And it was a really big aha moment for me of like, you know what? I bet that a lot of us do that. We like try to avoid confronting why we're struggling because we don't want to admit that we're having a hard time. And then we like double make it hard on ourselves. So That is kind of my new mantra is maybe the deep end is for swimming. And we don't want to stay there forever. Like, honestly, I want to get out of the water and go lay by the pool, get my tan on and read a good book. But sometimes you just got to jump off the high dive and swim around in the deep waters, embrace it for what it is, and then get to the other side and move on. You know this about me. I love a good analogy. I'm a picture story person. So maybe that's your takeaway from this episode is maybe the deep end isn't so bad. Now, do we want to tread water in the deep end for days and weeks and months on end? No. That sounds physically, emotionally, mentally exhausting and draining. But like hanging out there for an afternoon, maybe a few days, like maybe that's just what we need. Maybe there's something in the deep end that we're meant to learn or process or dig into or understand. I think oftentimes these spiral weeks, moments, days, whatever, come up because there is something that is out of line. Maybe 
it's because a new idea is ready to come out. Maybe we're ready to make a pivot. Maybe there is something in the way we are trying to integrate or blend family and work that just is not working. Maybe we are starting to shift internally and the work that we are doing isn't matching the thing that's on our heart in this moment. I think oftentimes these things of doubt or this this struggle, this lack of confidence, this, oh my gosh, I got to burn it down, comes from a place of needing to sit and listen and get quiet and understand who we are, what we're meant to be doing and evaluating around us, whether or not that's fitting the vision that we have. And accepting that sometimes it changes and it should. You are an ever evolving human. You are constantly taking in new information. You are learning new things. Your mindset is shifting. You're getting connected with new people. If you don't give your business permission to evolve alongside of you, resistance is going to grow because this thing that you've created that you're trying to do was put into motion in a previous version of yourself. And if you're not growing that along to where you're at now, that disconnect is going to get greater. So perhaps it's just looking at what you're doing and if it's in alignment with what's to come. I think that it can also be really powerful to understand what other causes might be at play here. Maybe it's something related to finances that you hadn't quite acknowledge that that was a trigger point for, um, whether it's for your family, whether it's making payroll, maybe you're feeling extra financial stress or pressure. And then that's starting to creep in to this doubt of, oh my gosh, can I actually do this? Can I provide for my family? Can I pay all my people? Is this profitable and viable? And if there's stress in that, then maybe it's taking a step back putting pen to paper and seeing what changes could be made to either boost revenue or save on expenses, whatnot. Maybe there's some more detailed budgeting and planning that would help make you feel safe and confident moving forward. Maybe your workload is just far beyond what you can realistically handle. And that is a hard pill for a lot of us to swallow. You know, I'm an Enneagram 3. If you are an Enneagram 3 as well, you know this all too well, but I think even outside of 3s, we take on so much. We think we can do it all. And that works for a while, but eventually we start burning out and we're just, this resentment grows of frustration over not actually having the amount of time in a day to do the things that we think we want to do, which sets us up for this constant feeling of not doing enough. And when you constantly feel like you're not doing enough, eventually that turns into I am not enough and therefore I am not capable and therefore why am I even doing this? So perhaps it's a matter of looking at what is actually on your to-do list, setting some boundaries around prioritization and potentially looking at either removing some stuff on your plate that doesn't belong there in the first place or potentially bringing some other people on board to delegate the tasks that are truly draining you. I think that also a really dangerous place that a lot of us as entrepreneurs get into is the state of comparison. Social media is such a blessing. 
It is why I have the business I have today. It is how I have made so many incredible, powerful, life-altering relationships with women around the world. And it allows anyone to be able to grow any kind of business, no matter where they live, which is what a time. Okay. What a tool. But in the realm of business, entrepreneurship, thought leadership, content creation, it can be a really dangerous place to drown in comparison. When we start spending more time scrolling, looking at someone else's doing, whether intentionally or not, maybe it's just flipping through stories and then you see this person's launching a podcast and this person had this product and this person made this kind of post and this person is talking about this. All of a sudden, it gives you an endless amount of reasons that make you feel like there's no place for you to be doing any of those things. Because it's like, someone else is already doing it. Oh my gosh, why are they successful? I'm not. Their follower count is growing. Look at all of their engagement. Look at their success. Why should I even try? I have nothing to bring to like, this is how the spiral works. It starts with seeing one thing or seeing many things over and over again that allows that doubt that has already planted itself within you to fester and grow. And it takes you away from the mission that you know that you're aligned with and the thing that you want to be doing. We are all on our individual journeys and we know that collaborating together makes us go further. But if we're looking at what everyone else is doing more than focusing on our own stuff, building our own businesses, our own legacies, our own content, I'm not going to lie. It just gets harder and harder to feel good about what you're doing. So perhaps that could be where it comes from. But in summary, getting curious about why am I having these thoughts? Why are these feelings come out? Why do I feel unsettled, unstable, shaky, not confident about what's going on around me? And by pinpointing those things, then that's where you can start to make moves to come out of this mindset and move forward, get out of the deep end, so to speak. Can you even believe that we just celebrated the one year anniversary of Gather and Growth? What started as a dream that I talked about for many years has come to reality and we truly would not be where we are today without you. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving the podcast a review? Reviews from faithful listeners like you make such a huge difference in helping new people find the podcast and get connected to this beautiful community. Another powerful way you can support the show is to share your favorite episodes via Instagram stories, your personal Facebook page, your favorite groups that you're in online, or even forwarding directly to a friend. I have so much gratitude for the conversations we've had together over the past year and look forward to so many more. Something that has been so powerful for me is surrounding myself with specifically women that I trust who are in similar situations or who understand what I'm working on, what I'm doing and where I'm going. Um, Maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's other entrepreneurs, maybe it's a coach, maybe it's a mastermind group. But I think there's so much to be said 
with finding community of women, specifically, if you're a man, go find your community of men. I almost said mans. Go find your community of mans. Anyway, but surrounding yourself with people who can speak life into you and remind you of your purpose on those days when you feel doubt, or at least remind you that you're not alone. I hear that time and time again on my mastermind calls. You know, before we close out, I typically ask, like, what's one thing you're taking away from this conversation? And there is a very high percentage where the takeaway, in addition to all of this other beautiful insight and information and aha moments and realizations is, I'm just so glad to know that I'm not alone. And that goes for entrepreneurs, for moms, for women across this country and beyond who are stepping into new seasons and new roles and considering and reconsidering all of these parts of themselves and what they believe and what they're doing is that feeling of, oh, it's not just me. We were meant to be in community with each other. We were not meant to shoulder the burden of so many things at once between work and family and taking care of ourselves and beyond. We were always meant to do this with other people. And I think as entrepreneurs, it is double important to be intentional about surrounding yourself with those types of people. It's literally how masterminds came to be. I am have always been in professions where collaboration was the root of everything, whether it was working on a team of teachers, whether it was my team at the Y, whether it was leading a team at the Y, everything that I've ever done has relied on other people and brainstorming and ideas and collaboration to move the goal forward. And so here I was, this new baby entrepreneur, just trying to like sort through the 5 million thoughts in my own brain while also getting the confidence to put them into action that I hit this point of frustration of like, I cannot be the only person who's struggling with this. And it turns out I wasn't at at all. But that's how masterminds came to be is it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people who are maybe doing something very different from you. I'm not saying necessarily the exact same industry that you're in, but who are stepping outside of what they know to build something new or who are trying to grow something or who are trying to put themselves out there and get new clients or launch a different product and being able to hash out those ideas and those frustrations and those challenges and those moments of doubt with other people who get it is so powerful. So, so powerful. Okay. I think, and I've already kind of touched on this, but a lot of times that overwhelm comes from lack of clarity around priorities, doing way too much at once, and like that feeling of never doing enough or never doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I would definitely recommend sitting down with everything that's on your plate and trying to figure out like, does this fit? the long-term version of what I want to do. Is this serving me? Could someone else help me with this? And that can look a lot of different ways. That's not necessarily what we're going to get into in this episode. But I think really taking inventory on how you've been spending your time and does it align with the life that you want to have? Like, is that just the through line of this whole podcast? 
does this support the life that I want? Maybe there's something that you've been doing for a really long time that is not getting the traction that it used to. So it might be having the hard conversation with yourself is, is this worth my time? Or could someone else do this? Or is this no longer a part of my business that needs to be here? Could I be better spending my time somewhere else? And perhaps even really sitting down and figuring out what your short-term and long-term goals are. If we are constantly in a state of feeling like we're throwing spaghetti at the wall and nothing's sticking, that can get so exhausting and frustrating. I think we are really good, really good, or at least I am really good at being busy, but being busy is not always the same as being productive or actually taking steps towards the things that we need to be doing. So again, this is something you can do on your own as a reflection piece. This is something you could do with a coach or maybe even like you know someone else in town or someone else you're connected to online and you reach out and say, hey, I just really need to hash some stuff out. I was thinking maybe you did too. Could we put a two-hour call on the books and really work through all of that? Lately, the girls who come in and do my Ascend retreat with me, Kaya, Kylie, Hannah, and I have been scheduling a call every month or every six weeks or so where we all just kind of bring the things we need to brain dump out so that we can talk through the vision of where we're going, what we're working on, what's on our mind, what we're struggling with, and we can kind of make some action plans to move forward. And it's super informal. It's just the four of us as friends coming together to do it. But obviously a formal mastermind or something like that could help you, but it could be as simple as just finding someone else who might be experiencing something similar, whether or not they're in your industry, and putting some intentionality to talking it out loud. I also think that there's a lot to be said with evaluating the way that you are taking care of you. As we said, you and your business are so interconnected. So if you have not been getting enough sleep, if your nutrition has not been supporting your health, if you have not been moving your body, if you are not living in a gratitude mindset, if you haven't been drinking your water, if you feel spiritually misaligned, if you have not had any white space in your day to just do things that you enjoy, all of that can play a huge contributing factor in your mental health. And then eventually that catches up to your business. So I know sometimes it's like, oh, I, my to-do list is so long today. I literally don't have time to go on a walk. I have to do this. I have to send this email. I have to record this. I have to get this done. I got to pick up the kids. Yeah, yeah, la, 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 la. Our to-do list is so long that we feel like we can't take that time for ourselves. And this is a hill that I will stand on for eternity. Taking time for yourself to fill your cup, to pour into your physical, mental, and emotional health will always, always be worth making a priority. It's going to make your work better. It's going to make your relationship stronger. It's going to make you not feel so dang exhausted and crazy. And I know it's hard. We all have so much on our plate and only so many hours in the day to do it. But if you are not prioritizing your health, it is going to catch up to you in your business. And I'm not telling you new information, but maybe you needed to hear it today. Sometimes I need that reminder too. It's like, ah, why does this feel so hard? I can't figure this thing out. I'm so frustrated. I'm feeling so bad about myself. 
And sometimes I have to tell myself, Emily, go outside, feel the sun on your face and go on a little bit of a walk. Okay. Not even telling you need to go do a crazy CrossFit workout, although that might make you feel great too. But like, go outside, go on a walk, listen to your podcast, listen to some music, listen to the birds chirping, but get outside and move your body or sit down with your journal or go drink some water. Have you ever had a moment where you just feel like everything is so hard and then you realize you haven't drinking water all day? Yeah. Makes a really big difference. Prioritize taking care of you. And I promise it's going to make life in business and entrepreneurship run more smoothly for you. I'm also going to go ahead and loop therapy into that. For me, the reason I started therapy is because I recognize that so many of these things that I hadn't acknowledged were catching up to me. And it was bottlenecking my business. It was bottlenecking my growth. It was really holding me back from being able to fully live into what I wanted to do because it was bringing out these insecurities or these um, things that I was doing as a coping mechanism for fear, like procrastination, putting things off is oftentimes just a fear of not doing it perfectly. Um, That perfectionism, that just rewiring, like I thought the underlying soundtrack was like not being enough, not being blank enough. And what I got down to in therapy was this underlying message that I needed to fundamentally change who I was in big ways and small ways to keep myself emotionally safe. And once I entangled all of that, I was able to start untangling a lot of the anxiety I had been experiencing around what it meant to show up in different situations, um, what it meant to put myself out there, what it meant to speak my truth, what it meant to coach other women, things like that. Once we unpacked all of that, it was like a domino effect. And now I do not struggle with anxiety and overthinking and lack of confidence in the same way that I did one year ago. I cannot overstate enough how much therapy helped me as a person and therefore helped me in my business. It significantly reduced the amount of overwhelm, the amount of perfectionism, the amount of I'm not enoughness that I was living with on a day-to-day basis, whether I was conscious of it or not, simply by working through all of that and then figuring out how to rewire different stories. So side tangent, if you feel like you are experiencing these moments of as an entrepreneur with increased frequency, give therapy a try. Otherwise, I think, you know, little things like learning to sit in a place of abundance and gratitude um, has been so powerful for me, especially if you're a person who has typically been really hard on yourself or has been, have been a person in other careers or parts of your life where you seek approval or gold stars or acknowledgement from other people um, as an entrepreneur, you're, it's you. Um, And sometimes you get a lot of good feedback and sometimes you don't get any feedback at all. And so learning how to celebrate yourself 
in those wins as you come, learning how to sit in an abundance mindset versus operating from a place of scarcity, training yourself to be in a constant state of gratitude instead of a constant place of overwhelm and frustration. Like all of those things can make such a big difference in what your mindset looks like as an entrepreneur. And ultimately, mindset is everything in business. Whether you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, whether you're living in gratitude or living in bitterness and frustration, living in abundance versus living in scarcity, the way that you approach situations through those lenses is going to drastically alter your entrepreneurial experience. So I'm not going to get into the million different ways that you can shift towards those mindsets in this particular episode. There's probably tons of episodes over the past year that have addressed those in different ways. Or if you're listening to this and you want some resources, I'd be happy to direct them to you. Shoot me a message on Instagram or email or whatnot. But really doing some intentional work around your mindset can set you up for a different entrepreneurial experience going forward. So in summary, you are not alone. Everybody goes through this. I think for me, my goal is not to eliminate the entrepreneurial spiral because I acknowledge it's part of the process, but instead approach it from a place of curiosity, use it to give me information lean deeper into my community and find ways to pull myself out of it and move forward faster. Instead of it being something that like totally sidetracks my focus and confidence for weeks on end, shortening it to maybe a week or a few days or a few hours or a few moments and not to say to not experience it, but to lessen the effect that it has on my personal worth and the way I show up in my business. And so I guess that's where we get back to the title of this episode is embracing it. Embracing it for what it is, knowing that you're not alone, and then equipping yourself with the community mindset and tools to not let it hold you back to continue making forward motion and momentum on the goals that you have, the business that's on your heart, the life that you dream of, the impact that you are on this planet to make, instead of just sitting and letting it pull you into a super negative headspace and and feeling really doubtful and pitiful and, and badly. And like I said, and moving forward. Whatever it is that you are doing, whether you are a full-time entrepreneur, whether you are a side hustler, whether you are dreaming of something, or whether you are in a profession outside of owning your own business, I know that the things that you are doing or the things that you are working toward have been laid on your heart for a reason. And I think that sometimes one of the most powerful things that we can do is remember why we started in the first place. We get caught up in the day-to-day so fast. And so maybe it's just taking that step back to reflect on why did I start doing this? Why do I love this? And why do I want to keep doing it? And if those answers have changed, then perhaps 
that is a bigger question of, okay, where do I go from here? But one of the best pieces of advice I got as a new teacher was to save a binder or an envelope or a file or something of all of the notes that I get from students or parents or administration that reminded me of why I got into education in the first place. And I did that. And then in my office at the Y, I actually had a whole bulletin board with notes from the classroom, notes from campers, thank you cards, pictures, drawings, things like that. And now that typically shows up as screenshots because so much of the work that I do is online. So a lot of times it's conversations and DMs. It's you sending me a message after listening to a podcast episode about why you connected with it and thanking me for the work that I do that I'm like, I can I cannot express enough how much that means to know that the thing that I feel so passionately about makes a difference. And in those moments of doubt and frustration and overwhelm, we lose sight of that so quickly. And so being able to go back through my my screenshot folder and reading some of those is like, okay, I am super drowning in this one particular part of my business. I'm really struggling, but here is representation of the impact that I've made, or here are representation is why this matters. The people that I've helped or the way I've been able to provide for my family or the way that I know that I'm living my purpose. And so if you're not already doing something like that, I think that personally is a really cool place to start just to remind you how freaking awesome you are. And why the work that you do matters, because it does. We're all here to do different things and to make our own unique contribution and impact to our families, our local communities, and the world at large. So I want to encourage you to keep pursuing the goals and dreams that are on your heart in the most aligned way possible, because they matter and you matter. At the end of the day, you were meant for this and you were meant for the life of your dreams. And you are probably crushing it a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. So if this episode was helpful, I would super appreciate you passing it along to another entrepreneur friend, especially if they are in a moment of frustration, but also perhaps just as a reminder for them to come back to on those spirally kind of weeks. And just as a reminder and a blessing to each other that we're in this together. We were not meant to do life or business alone. So I am so forever grateful for you and I'll see you next week. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushell over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.